Chart Chat is a member of the Tiege.fm network from WTJU Radio. Find out more at Tiege.fm. That's T-E-E-J dot F-M. Everybody, it's Monday, October 8th, 2018. I'm Caitlin Flay. And I'm Tanner Green. And you're listening to Chart Chat, your weekly guide to the past week of pop singles hitting the US and UK charts. Tanner, how's it going in Charlottesville? Pretty good, pretty good. Mellow weather, mellow mood, uh, less than mellow opinion of some of these chart entries, but I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Ooh, rough. Um, I'm doing okay as well. I made the playlist this week and slowly began to realize we were going to have to change our format slightly so Mm -hmm. stay tuned dear listeners for exactly what that format change looks like but for now the uk entries for the past week start at number 100 with wolf alice and their single don't delete the kisses at number 98 we have lewis capaldi with his song grace And then we have Avril Lavigne at number 84 with her song Head Above Water. One step above that at 83, we have The Chainsmokers featuring Kelsey Ballerini with This Feeling. We jump up to number 68, a track that we discussed last week, Lil Uzi Vert's New Paddock. At number 54, we have Cadet and Dino Driz with their song Advice. At number 43, we have Chip featuring Notes with CRB Check. At number 40, we have Mumford & Sons with their song Guiding Light. French Montana and Drake debut at number 21 with the song No Stylist. And then we enter the top 20. Rita Ora debuts at number 14 with Let You Love Me. We have Eminem's Killshot at number 13. And surprisingly, we have the posthumous release by Lil Peep and Tentacion at number 10 with Falling Down. That was a track that was kind of midway through the U.S. list last week, so it shocked me when I saw it so high. And that's it. That's it for my side. Tanner, what you got? Not too much over here on the U.S. side of things. Uh, We start at number 96 with Maren Morris and her song Rich. Debuting at number 92, there's Backing It Up by Partisan Fontaine featuring Cardi B. Debuting at number 74, there's This Feeling by The Chainsmokers featuring Kelsey Ballerini. Debuting at number 64, there's Avril Lavigne with her song Head Above Water. And our highest debut over in the U.S., we have French Montana featuring Drake with their song No Stylist, debuting at number 47. Caitlin, you want to kick us off uh, with some questionable songs here? Yes, sir. I am going to do my best to keep my positive attitude with these ones. Same. Um, And I do think that I found a couple of, uh, let's say, Diamonds in the Rough to bring up with each of my picks this week. We're going to start with Don't Delete the Kisses. So this band, Wolf Alice, has had no chart presence on the UK official singles chart to date. Zero presence, nothing, nada. And as you remember from me reading my list, they debuted at number 100. However, they have had chart success on the album's chart. 
Their 2017 album, Visions of a Life, debuted at number two, but it only spent a week in the top 10, and within a month, it was off the album's chart completely. So, didn't stick around that long. There was a little bit of turbulence in the band when they first formed in 2010 as an acoustic duo, and I haven't had any luck locating a ton of their releases, especially on Spotify, kind of the pre-2013 Wolf Alice stuff. So do send us uh, links, listeners, if you can find anything on YouTube or any other kind of streaming service. Would love to hear it. Eventually, the band grew into what it is now, with Jeff Audi and Ellie Rousel on vocals and guitar, Theo Ellis on bass, and Joel Amy on drums, and he also does vocals from time to time. The biggest bit of news that I have to share with you is that Wolf Alice just won the UK and Ireland's highest music honor, the Mercury Prize. I've mentioned this quite a bit in the past. This year, Wolf Alice beat out Arctic Monkeys for their album Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino. I know, sorry, Tanner. They also beat out Florence and the Machines, High as Hope, and Lily Allen's No Shame. This is shocking to me. A lot of people thought for sure that Arctic Monkeys had that one in the bag. And the Mercury Prize generally is known for kind of going out into left field. And for that reason, I was, yes, shocked, but also not super shocked. Oh, well. What's really interesting about this is that I think we should expect to see a little bit more of Wolf Alice in the charts on the singles side now because the Mercury Prize tends to increase artist sales between 38% and 500%. So obviously those are a part of the chart calculations. So I believe that, yes, there's a chance we could see a little bit more of them. Maybe not in the top 10, top 20 quite yet. We're on our way, number 100 this week. So a funny story that I will share with you before we get into the details is that I saw the name Wolf Alice and was like, oh, heck yeah, another heavy, hardcore song. And then it wasn't. And I got a little bit frustrated because I was thinking of Australian rock band Wolf Mother, and they are on the crunchier, grungier side of the old rock genre. But after I did a little bit more digging, because I didn't want to give up on my hope that Wolf Alice was a rock, rock, rock band, I found their 2013 debut single called Fluffy.
Tanner's head banging in the studio, everyone. I confess, that was real good. <laughs> good, I'm glad. I like. I am partial to Fluffy as well. So Wolf Alice's most recent release, Don't Delete the Kisses, is more on the indie synth pop side of things. Without revealing too much of what I want to say about this song, I'll give you a listen. This is Don't Delete the Kisses. different tanner were those two tracks i would say very different and i would also <laughs> say that my opinion of the two is also very different but i will let you address that in true form i'm gonna start with and probably end with the vocals here they stood out to me first because i couldn't tell what they were during kind of the climactic points of the song and that frustrated me a little bit and there are three different main vocal techniques here that the uh, lead singer is using. So obviously singing at the beginning, you can kind of hear that. They're shouting as well, and they're speaking. So usually we don't see all three of these vocal delivery techniques used in the same song. So that's what I'm going to speak on today. So starting with singing, I had some associations that I think could maybe mean something to someone out there. Echo Smith, if, you, if you've heard of this band, they're kind of like an indie rock synth pop band as well. And they have a lot of like sweeter kind of vocals, tons of reverb, and a lot of space that sometimes erases enunciation. And I think uh, Wolf Alice pushed that. I think Echo Smith has a nice balance of those things. So Next comes the shouting, I guess. And that's more of like a Cindy Lauper style and like girls just want to have fun. They just wanna, they just that's wanna. That's a really good comparison. Right? I didn't think of that, yeah. And I would even say something like, uh, if we're talking more modern, the band Metric. Their songs Breathing Underwater and Black Sheep. They have similar backing tracks and also similar kind of shouty high points in the choruses. And then we move on to the weird rhythmic speak singing. I really hated it at first, and I still think I hate it. But I looked up the lyrics to follow along because I found that my distaste for the uh, rhythm that the verses were delivered in were holding me back from actually listening to what the singer was saying. And holy hell, relate to it. Heck of a lot. I'm just... Yeah, I'm not super fond of the delivery style. The song 
has a lot of cool anecdotes and they're really personal. They mention places. They mention situations I think that we've all been in, like trying to text somebody and it being awkward. And yeah, I thought the name of the song Don't Delete the Kisses was really dumb at first. And then I was like, oh yeah, I guess in this in context, it makes sense. Like if you're sending what I guess my sister would call a risky text, do you put emojis at the end? Do you put X's and O's? You know what I mean? Like kisses, hug. Do you delete them? So that's what it refers to. I don't think anyone does this anymore because there are emojis like typing XXX, you know? Eh. So anyway, I am done. Tanner, do you want to speak on Wolf Alice for a second? Maybe not more than a second. I don't know how you found that much to say about this song because good (laughs) heavens, I have nothing to say about the song. It I have nothing. I listened to it and then no. immediately forgot about it. It's pleasant. See, it's I fine. I like to think of it as like it's almost like a piece of furniture in your house that you take for granted. Sure. Like that you don't realize it's there until it's gone. And to me it's kind of like a pillow. Like it's kind of a nice little thing to have around. And then guess what? When you forget your pillow, if you're going on a trip or something, you're like, oh, crap, wish I had that. Like, it's kind of, I think, for me, a song in that situation. I also talk a lot about utility in terms of pop music and what I use it for and my moods. So I think I can see a use for it in that sense. And I am proud of myself for finding this much to say about Wolf Alice. There's a joke in there somewhere about Fluffy and pillows, but... I'll leave that lingering. (gasps) Wow, you're not even going for it. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) Okay, listeners, I'm going to transition to my final pick of this week. Uh, That will be Let You Love Me. Rita Ora is back. She is breaking UK official chart records as well. So Let You Love Me is Rita Ora's 13th UK top 10 hit, which breaks a 30-year-old record for most top 10 songs by a British female solo artist, and that record was previously held, well, jointly held, by Shirley Basie and Petulia Clark. Basie, Tanner, obviously knows this name. She's known for recording the theme songs to the James Bond films Goldfinger, Diamonds Are Forever, and Moonraker, and those were all recorded throughout the 1960s and 70s. Petulia Clark started her career as a radio personality, entertainer, person during world war ii so a little bit earlier and she had this nickname as she was known as the first lady of the british invasion it's kind of cool i put a couple songs in our playlist so you guys could listen and see what rita ora just shattered let's just get right into it i think i'm going to play a clip of let you love me this is the fourth single from rita ora's long-awaited studio album phoenix that's due to come out this year Once again, this is Let You Love Me. I should have stayed with you last night Instead of going out to find trouble That's just trouble I think I run away sometimes Whenever I get too vulnerable That's not your fault See, I want to stay the whole night
What we have here, folks, is generic AF pop music. I have a really cool equation that I'm going to share at the end of my little speech here. And the first part of that equation is going to involve cliches. This song is a massive cliche about indecisiveness in relationships. So the first verse that you heard there, I think I run away sometimes whenever I get too vulnerable. That's not your fault. Hate that. That's so, no, it's just, it's very annoying. It's like saying, it's not you, it's me, right? It's the Halsey bad at love style of lyricism. Yeah. Man. Okay. The bridge, I do think that it's kind of cool. The song has a bridge. But the I want to stay with you till the morning. I want to lay with you through the sunrise. I want to show that you're my one and only or whatever. Ah, ah, like low silent screaming. I just can't take, I can't take that. It's almost like fake. It's fake. I'm not convinced by Rita Ora here at all. Okay, put that down. Let me speak on the instrumental for a second. I think that's kind of strong compared to Rita Ora's previous output. Uh, I'm thinking of the single Your Song, which has a very similar intro. It kind of has a dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, but it's actually reversed, so it's kind of cool. She's flipped it on its head. Recycle, reuse, everyone. The uh, main slogan of pop music. So... This song, Let You Love Me, has more of a cool EDM, electro-poppy kind of vibe. And that's really similar to Rita Ora's 2017 single, Anywhere, which I think we talked about on the show. And I think I mentioned that it sounded like a better version of any Selena Gomez song that has recently come out. Sorry, I think we particularly compared it to Wolves, if I recall correctly, the song she did with Mm -hmm. Marshmallow, yeah. And I'd agree with that, yeah. Yes. Anywhere wasn't bad, yeah. Here's my equation, everyone. Strong to moderately okay instrumental that has an upbeat fist bump kind of chorus, right? That you could play in the club. Plus cliches galore in the lyrics. Equal good pop songs these days, okay? This is not a chemical equation. This is more of a an observation because this song is high on the uk charts it's up there with eminem so why eminem has a diss track it's it's kind of kitschy okay like yes people are gonna like it it has some cool little jabs in there but what about well, what can we compare uh between maybe something like eminem's kill shot and rita ora's let you love me i don't think they could be any more different but here they are next to each other on the charts Anyway, this track is a definite improvement from Girls. I think that song was icky. 2018 single from Rita Ora featuring BB Rexa, Charlie XCX, and Cardi B. I didn't think it was great from any four of those women by any means. Uh, so I guess it's it's good. Tanner, I'm going to toss it over to you because I'm spiraling. <laughs> so I don't know if I have a ton to save you from the song since I'm not particularly fond of it myself. I do want to give a quick note because of the sort of wonky production schedule we're on. The UK charts actually updated yesterday, which is why Caitlin was able to note that Let You Love Me climbed to the top 10, even though it debuted at number 14 at the top of the show. So just a weird kind of side note on that. As for the song itself, I I find myself continually fascinated by Rita Ora, not because of her music, but because of 
how consistently it seems she has not been able to break into the U.S. Every single time she comes up in any sort of online pop music forum that I traffic in, everyone's like, Rita who? Rita Ora. They need to stop trying to make her a thing. And what am I even trying to say? No, I think, I mean, if I am hearing what you're saying correctly, Rita Ora is like the dark horse Dua Lipa. She's someone I think that no one expects to come to these positions in the UK or show up in the US and then bam, she's there, right? But Dua Lipa now is kind of like everywhere and uh, annoyingly so. So that's why like Dark Horse, she has Dua Lipa status, but like Dua Lipa hasn't even, isn't close to these records that Rita Orr is breaking. So anyway, I think that might've not been what you were trying to say, but maybe it hit on something close. Related, yeah. It's just it's just bizarre to me that that there is such a gulf in success when Rita Ora's music doesn't sound like something that's particularly UK specific. Like this song would fit yeah. in totally fine, like you mentioned, right alongside a Selena Gomez song. It's not like musically speaking, there's some weird difference that would account for that gulf in success between the US and the UK. It's just odd that it exists. And that's a roundabout way of saying I have absolutely nothing to say on the song because it's kind of forgettable for me. But I will agree that it's better than Girls, which is not hard to do. And with that, we're going to transition to a song that may not be better than Girls. We'll figure it out. (laughs) Caitlin had mentioned recycling and reusing as the bread and butter of pop music. And we're going to talk about two songs that rely on that to a fault because, as we mentioned earlier, this is a week of disappointing chart debuts. First, we're going to talk about This Feeling by the Chainsmokers featuring Kelsey Ballerini. Woo. Chainsmokers, judging by Caitlin's excited reaction, are, of course, known quantities. Kelsey Ballerini, on the other hand, sort of one of country's rising stars. I think we might have talked about her song Legends on one of her very first episodes. I don't know if that rings a bell for you, Caitlin. Yeah, it does. I think I it might have been the one that I compared to a horse song or a horse movie. I think you might be right. I'm trying to rack my brain. <laughs> oh my god! I'm trying to rack my brain, and also we talk about horses too much, which I don't know how that happens. But Kelsey Ballerini has a handful of country top tens over the past couple of years, going back to around 2014 or so, and she's had a, a handful of entries that also have hit the kind of middle rungs, kind of the middle rungs of the Hot 100, highest of which was her song Peter Pan, which actually cracked the top 40, peaking at number 35 back in 2016. If at first blush, pairing the Chainsmokers with a country singer sounds like a bit of an odd pairing. I'd suggest that you recall the existence of The Middle, which is that Zed and Maren Morris oh, song that... Horrific song that's being played so much on radio. <sighs> Baby, why don't you just meet me in the middle? <sighs> that song, uh, The Middle, that is uh, currently 35 weeks and counting on the Hot 100 and is still doing pretty well at number 35. And so it makes sense, of course, that the Chainsmokers would try to replicate that success in some sense. As for how they fare, let's take a listen. Once again, this is the Chainsmokers featuring Kelsey Ballerini, This Feeling. Before it tells itself, I lay out all my reasons. You say that I need help. We all got expectations, and sometimes they go wrong. But no one listens to me, so I put it in the song. They tell me think when my head. You're the one that I want If that's really so wrong Then they don't 
That's right. Just like Zed took his old song Stay and repurposed it into the middle, the Chainsmokers are basically making a shameless remake of their past song. In this case, their past song with Halsey, Closer. And trying to find the benefit of the doubt, on one hand, I can't really blame them for trying to rehash Closer because that song was absolutely massive. It's gone diamond. It's one of the biggest songs of the decade. And especially when you juxtapose that success with the fact that their most recent singles since Sick Boy have kind of underperformed. I don't even think Sick Boy cracked the top 40, if I recall correctly. And neither have subsequent songs like Everybody Hates Me. But man, this song is really lazy. You've got this guitar that's just sort of slapped in there. Very, very few dynamics. (sighs) I don't know what's happening to me. No, what's happening to you is this song is taking hold of your psyche. What's happening is that this song has superimposed its total lack of energy and any kind of artistic like effort into your brain. And I am sure that that's what it is, Tanner. Wow, is it too mean? I guess we have strayed slightly this episode from what we set out to do in our pilot episode. However, (laughs) I think it's fair to say. I think it's fair to say in this case. Caitlin finding the words when I have none. I just, it's dispiriting in a way. Especially because as with any Chainsmoker song, there's always some detail that I actually like. In the case of this song, in the chorus, you've got a kind of melodramatic juxtaposition of strings and the vocal manipulation. And that's kind of cool. It's it's very... uh, bread and butter for the Chainsmokers, but still, there's always some piece of a Chainsmokers song that I'm like, that's cool, okay, I see something there, but the rest of the song is just so lazy and just feels so desperate. The song feels like a flare off of a sinking ship, to use a metaphor. Another metaphor? You know the kids in high school that like were, they wanted to be cool but they didn't want to seem like they were trying but they were always obsessed with their cool status or like even people that tell jokes that want to be funny and are like obsessively so and try to hide it but they have crazy eyes you know like it's kind of that and that's kind of the chain smokers whole career in a nutshell i feel like even if you go all the way back to to selfie trying to be cooler than those women at the club Ugh, they're so vain not like us cool aloof djs Caitlin, you kind of already took the words right out of my mouth, or my mind, rather, since I didn't actually say them. Do you have anything else on this song before we jettison forward? I think that I will be sticking to Closer and forgetting about the existence of this song. I do uh, contribute to Closer's almost despicable success. I do like to listen to it when I work out, everyone. I don't... I don't mind closer, honestly. I I know that's the Chainsmokers and Halsey, two musical acts who are both, we'll say, hip to hate. But I don't actually mind closer. I don't know. I'm moving on. Yeah. I can't. I can't Move with on. this. Tanner, <laughs> tell us about our change in format, what everyone's been waiting for. Yeah, so we're moving on, and unfortunately, instead of moving on to better things, we're moving on to even worse things. <laughs> so I mentioned Marin Morris earlier, and that's uh, not a coincidence. Caitlin and I were talking before we were recording here, and we were thinking, what are we going to do? We There's only one song that I liked from this entire week, and that was New Paddock. There's not a single song that Caitlin liked from this week. <laughs> 
what do we do about a pick of the week? And then Caitlin had the brilliant idea of instead of a pick of the week, we have a worst of the week. <laughs> the song, yes. the turd and the punch bowl of turds. The song that is the worst among songs that we pretty much unanimously do not like. And that dishonor goes to Maren Morris and her song, Rich. Sorry, Maren. Sorry. To briefly introduce Ms. Morris, she's another rising country star, kind of in a similar vein to Kelsey Ballerini. One small difference is that Morris's success or her mainstream presence is shorter by a couple years. It goes back to 2016 instead of 2014, if I recall correctly. But the major difference between the two is, of course, Morris's huge success with The Middle, which we talked about just a couple minutes ago. Rich, on the other hand, is a single from Morris's debut album, Hero. Hero was released all the way back in June of 2016. And while at first it might seem kind of odd that we are still having singles released from an album that's over two years old, I think the promotional push makes a lot of sense. Again, because of the success of The Middle, you've got Marin Morris's name in the mouths and ears and eyes of a lot of non-country listeners. And so it makes sense that you would want to capitalize on that in some sense. Why make new music when you can give people your old trash music? Regifting. Caitlin has some strong feelings on this track, as we'll shortly uh, find out. Trying to look on the bright side, I think it makes sense to pitch Rich as a song to follow up on the middle. You know, it's, it's as we'll hear shortly, it's not a traditional country song in a lot of ways. But as we will hear, it is an untraditional song in all the wrong ways, we'll say. So, with all of that fanfare, once again, this is Marin Morris, Rich. This song challenges me to keep the chart chat ethos alive of not being needlessly cruel and rude and taking pot shots. I'll just point out a couple of the things that really grind my gears with the song. I think the opening vocal hook that you have after each chorus is lazy, doesn't flatter her voice. Morris's voice gets this really kind of pinched flat quality that reminds me of actually Kelsey Ballerini's voice on this feeling. I think neither of those two songs have production styles that do these women's voices any favors. I really, there's something really obnoxious about the piano that comes in towards the end of the verse, similar to the guitar that comes in towards the end of the verse 
on this feeling and you have it just plunking away monotonously. And it's interesting because I find myself comparing that type of repetition to the type of repetition in New Paddock, which we talked about last week. I think, again, like I was saying with New Paddock, if you're going to go for that level of just hammering into something over and over again, you got to go for it. And that works if you're going to structurally just kind of keep going for six minutes. But in the context of a pop song like this, I think it comes off as kind of cloying or kind of cheap, kind of chintzy and just obnoxious. And what is most obnoxious to me about this song, I don't know if you or if other listeners made this association, but within 10 seconds of the song starting, 10 seconds tops, maybe even five seconds, I was like, oh, I've heard this song before. I know exactly what this main riff is from. And Caitlin's nodding her head. I think a lot of particularly older listeners we might have will know exactly what I'm talking about. But for those that don't, here's a little song from the 70s. I forget the particular year. It might be 71 or something like that. We're talking about the Steve Miller band. We're talking about the Joker. And we're talking about this particular riff. People talk about me, baby. Say I'm doing you wrong, doing you wrong. Well, don't you worry, baby, don't worry. Cause I'm right. Come on. It's one thing to use that same progression. Progressions get reused all the time. That's fine. But it uses the same rhythms for like the first two thirds of each phrase. Doom, 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 doom. The only difference is that for Rich, you don't have the ending. Do, 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 do. That doesn't appear in Rich. So it's not a complete carbon copy. But the fact that. Mm, it really we've seen some lawsuits for plagiarism over the years and i feel like some of those cases are more tenuous than this one this really gets on my nerves and i'm just gonna toss it over to caitlin to prevent me from fully pulling my hair out i think that the vocal range in this song doesn't suit her i think she's singing in a much lower almost like a I'm trying to think of another country singer that has a good low range and I think that might be someone like Miranda Lambert who has kind of a growly gravelly good hold on her low end. Maren Morris if we think of the middle she has obviously some auto-tune help in there I don't think she does in this song but she does reach up I think a little bit better. She's not grabbing for notes. She's landing on them in the middle. And here, every time, it almost sounds like the guy that sings, baby lock them doors and turn the lights down low. You know what I mean? And that's not, I think, I don't think it suits her. And so I think I'm happy that you mentioned that this was from 2016, Tanner, because I think she maybe graduated into maybe finding her, finding her voice a little bit better. That's all I'm going to say. Positivity from Caitlin today. Yeah. Caitlin, I appreciate your positivity. I need that. You need that. The listeners need that. Now more than ever in a week of dire debuts. And with that, thank you so much for listening to Chart Chat, where we sit on a big pile of dimes. If you'd like to listen to all this past week's chart debuts, you can find a Spotify playlist in the show notes. And if you have any questions, feedback, or corrections, you can get in touch with us via email at chartchatcast at gmail.com. 
If you're interested in following us on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram, both at ChartChatCast. And if you're so inclined, please consider rating and reviewing us on your podcasting platform of choice. Helps us find new listeners, helps us uh, mostly spread positivity, this episode notwithstanding. We appreciate it either way, though. Our intro theme was written by Peter Kelly, and our cover art was made by Billy Phillips, both from Coronation Media. Coronation Media is a creative studio specializing in video production, animation, and graphic design. To learn what they can do for your company or organization, visit www.coronationmedia.com. Chart Chat is also a member of the Teej.fm network from WTJU. To learn more, visit Teej.fm. That's T-E-E-J.fm. Thanks again for listening to Chart Chat. Fingers crossed for an actual pick of the week next week. I'm Tanner Green. And I'm Caitlin Flay. And we will catch you next week. Baby, don't worry, cause I'm right here, right here, right here, right here at home. Cause I'm a picker, I'm a grinner, I'm a lover, and I'm a sinner. I play my music in the sun. I'm a joker, I'm a smoker, I'm a midnight toker. Get my love.